This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our perpetual Disney movie investigation podcast. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie, who has amazing pull quotes like this. Come on, let's go in and poke somebody in the nose. <laughs> Today's feature presentation is Pinocchio. Um, Katie, it, this movie's messed up. It is not an appropriate film. <laughs> no, I don't understand how this is a child's film. Like, this is not... Like, what is this movie? I don't even know. It's a movie about a puppet who becomes a real, who becomes a like a no strings attached puppet who's really dumb and does dumb things and then becomes a real boy, though I don't feel like he deserves to become a real boy. But also this movie is just way messed up. Yeah, he doesn't deserve it. And you said this one also gave you flashbacks, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, like how I used to work at Disneyland, right? Um, well, there's an attraction in Fantasyland that I used to work called uh, Pinocchio's Daring Journey. And it's yeah. basically the whole film. Um, but like the opening of this movie, like all the music, because I used to sit there, sit there, stand there at the console for hours and listen to the music from Pinocchio all day, every day when I used to work at Classics. And... It was giving me like weird flashbacks. Like I sent you that I found a Facebook memory that had popped yeah. up about like the attraction breaking down because some lady's kid's leg got stuck in the railing. And I've had, I had, that was also the one attraction where I've ever seen an actual physical fist fight break out was at Pinocchio. Wow. <laughs> okay. So this one is, this is a strange one. Um, I feel like that we're back in like 1940, right? So I have I pulled a little history because some of these ones that are further back have some interesting history. Um, this was based on a 1980, or sorry, 1883 Italian children's novel called The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi. Might be hurting the last name there. Sorry about that. Um, but the novel's actually darker than this. Like they made it more kid friendly to turn it into this movie, which I thought was kind of weird that it was even darker originally but this is the second animated feature film from disney and um it was originally supposed to be the third because they wanted bambi to be the second one but they had problems as animators figuring out how to re like realistically animate animals for bambi um and if you look at the order that things came out actually the next one is dumbo so i think that maybe what happened was they gave up on the realistic animation and they tried like oh let's see what we can do as a middle ground in dumbo and then they finally felt confident enough to do bambi as like i think it's the fourth feature one um so that was interesting to stumble onto that um i've never seen bambi but also weird <laughs> We'll get to it. I feel like we might do a little a little round of like 40s movies here and we're going to have to intersperse it with some modern ones to keep our sanity. But it's interesting to see all these ones from like the earliest days of Disney and how they all relate to each other and how they get like, I don't want to say better as movies over time, but they definitely perfect parts of their like craft, like their movie making craft as they go on. Well, I feel like it really shows like their abilities in animation, not their storytelling. <laughs> Yes, that's a really good way to put it. Well, and one of the interesting things I the interesting things I found in here was in production, the character model department actually built 3D clay models of all the characters for this movie and gave them to the animators so that the animators could use them as reference for different angles. And that wasn't something they had done before. Interesting. So they probably have all of these like 3D clay models from this movie just like laying around somewhere. Probably if they held on to them. Yeah. And the other thing that surprised me is that this won two Academy Awards for music. That I'm not surprised. 
with okay. because the music in this is really good. I mean, like the number one song from this film is When You Wish Upon a Star. And is that one of the songs that won an Academy Award? <laughs> Uh, that part I didn't quite see, like okay. which one was which. I think one was like soundtrack and one was original song. So it wouldn't surprise okay. me if, uh, you know, When You Wish Upon a Star was that song. And the other thing was that this initially bombed at the box office. And it sounds like it's probably because of the timing, because like World War II was just kicking off right after this movie came out. Um, so it didn't actually make a profit until 1945 when they reissued the movie to theaters, kind of like after the, you know, war was wrapping up. Um, and then it's been reissued and re-released six other times since then. So they just keep going back to the well with this one. What the hell? Yeah. Why? I know. And that's where, like, some of these earlier ones, I just feel like the the history is almost more interesting than the movie itself. Um, what'd you think about this movie? Um, well, this movie's pretty messed up. Yep. Agreed. And sad, I guess, in a way. Um, but my biggest thought is that Jiminy Cricket should have just been fired. Like he's the worst at he's everything. He's so bad at his job. He had one job and he couldn't even do that. Like at all. Like you're a bum cricket and you have one job to be this friggin' puppet's conscience and you can't even figure that out. Does he even have a <laughs> conscience? Like, does he need a cricket to be his conscience? Like, come on. Just ever smaller crickets going into infinity seriously that's what it needs to be i also have a lot of questions about how monstro as a whale works okay i do too let's hold those for when we get to monstro which is not going to take very long because this movie is so random like i agree it's sad it's a dark movie jiminy cricket is just straight up bad at his job but the whole movie is messed up and the thing is it seems like this whole entire movie takes place in like a 48 hour period and it's just one random thing after another and it just jumps from thing to thing without a whole lot of anything holding it together between those i would have to agree because i felt like there was no real cohesive plot between like the there was no cohesive plot for the film like i I know I've seen this before, but it felt like I hadn't seen this before. <laughs> yes, I feel exactly the same way. Because you're right, there's no central plot. It's just like a series of events. And I mean, I could get into some of it. Like, let's get into some of the moments. But I don't want to touch on everything because it's so random. But I mean, the movie kicks off with like, When You Wish Upon a Star. There's a storybook opening. And then Jiminy Cricket shows up. And he's this like destitute hobo cricket. Um, and then Pinocchio is a puppet, but he's super creepy looking without a mouth. And while he's a puppet and Figaro is a cat, which is adorable. They have this fish in a bowl that they try to make like vaguely sexual. And that was strange for me. I don't know why they did that. And Geppetto is like a horrible, horrible parent. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. Katie, help I, me. <laughs> I mean... To me, Figaro is the best part of this whole movie because he's the cutest cat on the planet. Um, yeah. It makes no sense why Cleo is sexy, like why the fish is sexy. It, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, but, like, was it really, like, explained that Geppetto wanted a child? No, not really. Okay, because, like, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, why he wants a child, but I we go with it, I guess. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's weird and it's odd. And he's like, 
not really super freaked out about the fact that a puppet he created is now alive and like can function on its own. Um, but also I didn't know crickets could be hobos. That was surprising. Yeah. I didn't know that either. He's like a destitute hobo cricket. And then the fairy makes him not. Oh, there's a fairy. The fairy shows up. She's blue. Um, yeah. So Geppetto spends like six hours with Pinocchio total in this whole movie. It's like a 48 hour period. I, I swear Geppetto spends like six hours total with Pinocchio and five of those hours are him asleep. What? And the- <laughs> I think about like seriously. Um, what? <laughs> why? <laughs> like what? <laughs> There's so many things, right? Like, Pinocchio, I mean, okay, so just to touch on a couple plot points, Pinocchio wanders off, he's going to go to school, and then he doesn't because an anthropomorphic fox tells him not to and you go become an actor, and then he gets abducted by this guy who turns him into a puppet show without strings, and then he gets locked up in a cage and escapes that, but then wanders off again because he's dumb, and then he goes to an island because this guy is capturing little boys and taking them to Pleasure Island to turn them into donkeys. Like, what? What? I I don't I don't know. I mean, there's like the fox and the cat or whatever who are working. I don't know who they work for, but Pinocchio ends up right with Stromboli who has weird he has a weird mouth. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but like his lips are real <laughs> weird and I couldn't focus on anything else but that during that scene. Um, but like as a conscience Jiminy Cricket, like, why weren't you staying with him? He's just like, oh, he'll be better off as an actor. It'll be great, but I should go check on him. I bet he's living a lap of luxury. No, he's locked in a freaking, like, birdcage. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're the worst conscious ever. Yeah, and then immediately after they, like, save him, but he can't save him on his own because he can't function and figure out how to unlock a lock from the interior of a lock. Um, they have to get saved by the blue fairy, right? They get saved by her. That's what it is. Oh yeah. She shows up again. Yeah. So she saves them and then they take off, they leave from there and Jiminy Cricket is like, oh, I'll race you home or whatever. And then Pinocchio immediately gets lost again. Yeah. And like he, I'm not kidding. He gets abducted by a guy who is taking boys to Pleasure Island and I heard that and I just like my wife was kind of half watching this with me and she just stopped what she was doing and looked up like, what did he just say? Like, he's, that can't actually be in a Disney movie, but it is. It absolutely is. Specifically, he's taking naughty boys. That's what he said. Naughty boys yeah. to a place called Pleasure Island. I have so many issues with <laughs> with this. Like, not only is he like kidnapping children, but the way they describe it just sounds so inappropriate and wrong. And then they're going to a place called Pleasure Island where the boys are allowed to do whatever they want. Basically, they're they're described as they're allowed to make a jackass out of themselves, which then they use that word a whole lot. And I don't know if maybe they're really talking about donkeys or the animators or the script writers were just looking for a reason to put swear words inside of a Disney film. I, yeah, I don't know. and But, I mean, then they do literally turn into donkeys. And then the guy who abducted them sells the donkeys, and that's how he makes his money. So, like, it's his business model, which I respect a good business model, but I can't condone his business model. I don't agree with it. Um, it also, Monstro, right? So, eventually, they get out of Pleasure Island, 
get back home somehow. I don't know. It doesn't explain it. And then they're like, oh, Geppetto's gone. He wandered off to look for you. And so then they go track him down and he's inside of a whale. And this is getting back to your point about like, how does Monstro work, Katie? So he's not just like inside of a whale. He's in a boat inside of a whale. Like... Monstro swallowed a whole boat and the boat just sort of exists inside of the whale, which is just one long cavern. And there's a huge pocket of air in there, too. So yes. he can breathe and make a fire and cook the fish so he can survive. He's, he's fishing inside of Monstro. And also, just so we know, it's not just Geppetto inside of Monstro. It's the whole family. Like, the fish and the fish t- in the fishbowl is in there and Figaro. Because Geppetto doesn't know how to get swallowed by a whale by himself and then they light a fire inside of the whale so that the whale will sneeze them up cough them up something spit them out i it, it lost me at some point in there but they light a fire inside and the whale's not happy so they escape and then the whale's like oh that sucks i'm gonna destroy you um but they get away anyway because it's it's a random series of events this movie yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Monster doesn't function as well. Neither does Jiminy Cricket, because since when can crickets breathe underwater? Yeah, he suddenly just gets water breathing ability. Yeah, he didn't even have like, it was really funny because I said I was saying that like I texted you that and I kept complaining about it. And my dad was like, oh, well, he had a but no, there's no bubble of air around his face. There's none of that. Like, he's literally just a cricket underwater breathing. Like, I get it that Pinocchio can breathe underwater because Pinocchio doesn't breathe because he's a puppet. Like, yeah, he's, he's, made he's a wood. wooden puppet. Like, I believe that one. Like, yeah, okay, he doesn't need air. But the cricket is a living creature. Yeah. It r- requires oxygen. Yes. But not yeah. in this film. No. <laughs> okay. So the bad in this one, how do we summarize down to the bad? Everything everything i would say uh there's a lot of racial stereotyping going on that's bad um there's smoking there's drinking there's a lot of things that just would not make the cut in a children's movie today like this there's no way this would get like rated g or whatever it is at the moment no there's no way i'm pretty sure the list of things that you know how like the on disney plus now they put like this film features i bet the list was super long smoking drinking racial stereotypes inappropriate things yeah casual kidnapping uh selling children who are actually getting turned into animals but they're still children (laughs) like (laughs) oh okay anything else you want to highlight for the bad i i don't (laughs) i just like some creepy stuff with little boys and kidnapping them like what this movie (laughs) that's bad that's that's really bad (gasps) oh um Okay, so the good. There's some good. I the the main thing that I took away as good is that the animation was so much better than Snow White, and it wasn't that much longer after Snow White. So it's impressive that they've come so far. And like we talked about, this is one of the reasons to go back to these early '40s Disney movies is because they improve so much and they learn so much with every single movie that they make. Um, The part that was the most impressive to me was all of the toys and all of the gadgets in Geppetto's workshop. They, they like worked like you would expect them to work, almost like um, clockwork or steampunk type of um, toys and gears and stuff. And it, it was impressive. I was impressed by that. Um, I put that, I mean, seeing this movie and all that stuff did remind me of like my time working at Disneyland, which was good 
to a certain extent. Um, but it reminded me of like, cause they have all in like Geppetto's workshop. He has tons of, um, uh, cuckoo clocks, like lots of cuckoo oh, clocks yeah. that he's made. And, um, at the very end of the attraction, there's, uh, you go into Geppetto's workshop and it's full of cuckoo clocks and Disney actually like Disneyland, um, the creators of that attraction, like got tons of antique cuckoo clocks that all are still functional and they're all wow, in that's there. That's cool. So like when you come through, they're like um, triggered by the vehicle coming through the room. So there's like tons of like all the cuckoo clocks go off. So fun facts of things. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so what's our rating? What's your rating for this one? Um, I gave it, I put a hundred, but I'm going to back that down like real far, like <laughs> one adorable cat that looks like Figaro. I'll give it uh, 48 strings to hold him down because this should not be re-released ever again. <laughs> Nope. Um, if you guys want to watch along and find out what's next, we're going to do uh, Pirates of the Caribbean or the Caribbean, whatever you prefer. Both are good. Both are proper. We've had this discussion off air. Uh, the Curse of the Black Pearl, the one, the original one from 2013. No, sorry. 2003. I jumped ahead a decade. Can't you read? Um, I, I wrote it, too. That's the worst part. And uh, then we're going to do Fantasia from 1940. So, yeah, I think we might do every other for a bit here and check out some of these 40 movies and kind of try to keep them in the context of each other because it's interesting to see them build on one another. Um, and then don't forget, we're part of a network. You can find podcasts, streamers, the Geekery blog, all that and more at geek2geekmedia.com. Katie, what did you do this week for Weekly Geekery? I am actually going to start learning um, Korean so I um, downloaded Duolingo and I have started taking like doing the auditory classes or whatever to like learn um, the vocabulary. But I also um, ordered some books from a website called Talk to Me in Korean, cool. um, which is like I've heard really good things about it. And it's going to teach me how to like read and write write in Korean. So I was getting super extra frustrated recently, like in the last like week and a half um, over like things not having subtitles, um, which I mean, it makes sense to a point where like, like K-pop is obviously it's like Korean pop music, but so many groups have such huge international fan bases. Um, I'm not asking them to like cater to me, but also like, come on, <laughs> like, help out just a little bit like for instance like astro which is a group that i really really like um they were also my very first uh, k-pop concert ever was seeing astro um they released a new album but their entertainment company doesn't put english subtitles or any other language subtitles on any of their videos ever oh wow so it's like really really hard to um um enjoy like to be able to understand like what they're talking about and stuff. So like you have to kind of search a little bit more to find other people who um, take the time to like subtitle their videos and stuff to be able to understand their content, which is fine. Like I don't mind doing that, but it would be really helpful if like the entertainment company recognized that these groups do have a huge international fan base that they should try to include. Just saying. <laughs> not saying just saying i'm just saying um and also i've been watching uh what we do in the shadows the the new season is currently like is actively going on um it's on wednesdays at 10 on fx if anybody wants to watch it cool. um it's a really good show i don't know if you've ever seen did you ever see the movie no okay so the director who did thor ragnarok 
Oh, yeah. No, I know of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You should watch it. It's really, really funny. It's not kid friendly. So do not watch it with your children. Okay. Um, it's really funny. It's like a doc. It's like a, a mockumentary style um, movie and TV show uh, that f- it follows a vampire um, vampire flatmates. Like they live together in a house and they built a TV show based on the movie. And uh, season one is super funny. And season two is a riot. It's so good. Uh, Mark Hamill is supposed to be in an episode soon. I don't know when. <laughs> okay. but he's going to be and there was like an episode last season where they had a bunch of different actors that have played vampires and other movies and tv shows like all come together in one episode and it was absolutely hilarious cool that sounds fun it's so good like i highly highly recommend it like please watch it it's so good okay i'm gonna add it to my list to check out um this week, I, I picked up Comixology Unlimited as a free subscription, not free forever, but there's a free trial due to, you know, pandemic, like a lot of people are doing. And so you can get it for 60 days for free. And I was like, yeah, I've always kind of wanted to try it. It's similar to Marvel Unlimited in that it's like a digital comic service. So um, you just, I've been reading it on my iPad. I mean, you can read it on your phone or whatever device. You can read it on your computer. But I kind of like comics just digitally on my iPad. That's how I've read almost every single comic that I've ever read. Um, but I've been digging into the series they have available. So it's kind of hit and miss because they aren't DC and they're not Marvel. So sometimes they have like the first volume or a little bit of a collection from some of those. But really, it's it's the more like independent labels like Image Comics and there's a couple other ones along with um, Comixology trying to do their own too. And so that's where like some of the value really comes in. Um, but a couple things that I found that I'm liking a lot I found the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 2011, and it's, like, really good. Like, I don't know. It's kind of a throwback style, kind of a throwback story and art style, but I'm liking it a lot because I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid, and this is a slightly more adult take on it, but through that lens of, like, what I remember. Um, And then the other one that was really good was Giant Days. So I read, like, four volumes of that, maybe five volumes of that, and that one is just a slice of life, like... um, three women at university in like their first year and kind of like college life and it was really really good like it was oddly compelling for what it was oh that sounds really cool though yeah it is um so anyway if you guys have ever thought about checking out like just comic services comicsology unlimited is you know i don't want to pronounce it good or great or bad or anything yet but it's it's okay it's okay from what i've been trying and i'm finding a couple things that i like in there um so yeah that's my main thing for the week that's probably it for this episode you guys can find us all over the internet our email address is disneyforeverpodcast at gmail.com or reach us on twitter at disney everpod um and you can talk to us in real time if you want to by joining our slack workspace and our discord server I blog at agreenmushroom.com, and you can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm also on the Geek to Geek podcast with BJ Keaton. And I'm super active on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow me at Lady Catherine P. I'm also the co-host of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea and a K-pop podcast called You Can't Stop Me Loving K-pop. This has been Disney Forever with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week, as long as Disney keeps making content. That can't be forever, right? I mean, sure they can, but just let's make it better. Mm